Welcome to In the Center of Her Power podcast, where you can get divine feminine soul food. The divine feminine is re-establishing itself in the world, and you need tips and tools to make it your own. Hello. I am so excited to be here with you. I am in my yard, and my yard, my house, is in the city, so you may hear some sounds in the background. You may hear a chainsaw or a lawnmower or an airplane fly overhead, and I hope you also hear how beautifully the crickets are singing or the birds are calling to each other. You might actually hear my cats as well because they're outdoor cats. They love nature. And I'm an urban nature lover, so it's wonderful to go out to a forest and be hours away from the city. That's wonderful. And there's nature right outside our doors. And I, I'm hoping that I'm remembering that I can step outside and be in nature and be loved by the energy of the earth. I can feel the sun or the wind, or rain, or hear the birds, touch a tree. Nature is is all around me, and and I'm outside today remembering that it is. This is, today I'm going to read a story, a story of a goddess called Mawu, who is from um, the culture of the Dahomey people in West Africa, one of the countries in um, the area that um, practices or that acknowledges Mawu is Benin. So the story is from a book called Ancient Mirrors of Womanhood by Merlin Stone. She wrote the book When God Was a Woman, which I love. I love that book because it speaks so clearly about how the concept of God has changed. When I was studying eco-psychology, there was a lot of information, a lot of time spent on how we got to the place where we felt that the earth was something for people to, uh, to conquer, something for people to, to maim, to put trash on, to, you know, to not value. And when you look at how the earth is looked at by, I think, the majority of people Right now, you realize that women, in a large part, are seen in the same way that the earth is seen. Because at one time, women were the priestesses. The image of God was that of a woman. There, and in, the, in her book, Merlin Stone points out that there are several cultures that say that their version of God came from the stars, fell into a lake or a river or an ocean, emerged and began the teachings. And this is the same thing that is, or similar to what is being said in some of the accounts of extraterrestrials. There are people who are channeling messages from beings who... um, don't live on the earth 
and they're starting to share the history of how some of us came to be starseeds or some of our lineage is that of a starseed, someone from the stars. The goddess in many cultures, especially many African cultures and the Indian culture, often is looked at as someone who has come from the stars. So the concept of what woman is has shifted as, as we became disconnected from the earth, as men became more powerful and the Christian church became more powerful and that, that church was run by men. As that church became more powerful, then our connection to the earth became lessened and became more that of conqueror rather than of being a part of the earth, being made of the same stuff of the earth and knowing that the earth is here to provide for all of our needs, to grow flowers and fruit and plants that we need for our nourishment. Right now in my yard, although it's a little bit, it's some, sometimes I forget... <laughs> I forget that some of the weeds that are growing are actually medicine and there's so much burdock in my yard. So clearly I need to be doing some liver cleansing (laughs) because that's what burdock is good for, I believe. So this story and the stories that will come each month, each month I'll read a different story. And um, you'll also be able to see these stories on YouTube. I'm, I'm starting a YouTube channel. I do have a YouTube channel called The Gathering of uh, Detroit Gathering. And um, it was people talking about how they were feeling during the pandemic. People who had a spiritual leaning. So, but I'm starting a, a new channel. And this story and all of the subsequent stories will be on the channel. And some of the interviews, not all of the podcast interviews, but some, will be shared on the YouTube channel as well. So, um, I said more than I intended to say, but that's good. You know, I I do intend to share more information about um, the goddess and the history of the goddess and the earth. and, And to me, they're all related. It's all connected the earth and the goddess when I belly dance I feel connected to the earth I feel closer to the earth is really for me not a sexual thing I mean I guess it's it's a sensual thing and a connectedness to the energy of the human and of the earth however it's not sexual in the way that American culture has talked about sexuality but I'll get into that more I kind of I digressed so this is the story of my wool Riding high in Idol Hawedo's mouth, as if on the back of an elephant, Mawu, mother of all, Mawu, created the mountains, the valleys, the rivers. She created all, all, all. Do you sometimes wonder why the mountains curve? 
why the valleys dip, why the rivers twist and wind as they flow. These are the paths that Mawu took as the primeval serpent, the faithful idol, Huedo, slithered over the earth, carrying Mawu in its giant reptilian jaws. At first it was dark, so very dark, that one could hardly see. Then, with her magic, Mawu made the fire, great, wondrous light that brings each day and sets it in the heavens high over the earth so that she might better view all that she had made. In the light, Mawu saw the vastness of her works, felt the joy of her creation, tingled with the pleasure of contemplating the beauty she had made. But soon she wondered about how much weight the earth could hold, and thus she spoke to Ado Huedo. Crawl beneath the earth, curl yourself up as round as a reed mat, and like a platter that holds the food upon it, hold up the weight of the earth so that it shall never fall. I have created massive mountains, heavy hills and tall trees, elephants and giraffes, lions and zebras. The earth is heavy with my creation, and you must hold it up. Thus, Ido Hoedo crawled beneath the earth and lies there still. Mawu called to a monkey as she sat upon a branch, and these words she spoke to him. Out of the clay I have formed you, breathed life into your earthen body. Carefully did I shape your fingers, and now... The time has come for you to use them. From the clay you must form other animals. They may be of your own design, with feathers or fur, with two legs or four. I shall return, breathe the breath of life into each. When you have completed your task, you shall be rewarded well, for I shall help you stand as erect as the, as the humans I have formed, so that your hands shall be free to use even as you walk. But when Mawu returned to see the work that the monkey had done, the monkey was not there. She stood before the pile of clay, not a leg, not a feather. The clay remained as clay. The monkey had scampered off to brag to the other animals in the jungle of his great fortune to be. What use are hands, Mawu wondered, to one who only cares of twine, of to twine his tail about the leafy branches and to boast to all his neighbors of what he has not yet accomplished? What use are hands, Mawu wondered, to one who has allowed his chance to aid in the creation to slip by unfulfilled forever? Shall he remain a monkey and use his hands to walk? So, Mawu then decreed, and so it was, and so it has been for monkeys until this day. Gabadu, holy daughter, Gabadu, she who Mawu made first, sat upon the tallest palm guarding Mawu's work. Up she looked and saw the heavens. Out she looked and saw the sea. Down she looked and saw the earth. Everywhere, Gabadu saw sadness and turmoil fighting on the earth, fighting on the sea. 
The people of Dahomey have forgotten the teachers of her mother, the divine words of Mawu. Thus, Gabadu spoke to her children. Your grandmother, Mawu, has made the people. She has given them the earth on which to live. But they have forgotten her wisdom. You must go and teach them as I have taught you, as Mawu once taught me. Remind them of the Sekapoli, that essence of life that is the gift of Mawu, so that to fight with another is to fight with another part of Mawu. Then Gabadu spoke to her own eldest daughter, Minoa, you shall be upon the earth. You shall be known upon the earth. You shall be holy among women for teaching the omens of the palm kernels so that the people may know what is to come and who is to die and who is to be born. She who learns to read the palm kernels shall gain the knowledge of the unfolding of each day and thus will Mawu's word be known so that the people of Dahomey will be wise once again. The children of Gabadu wandered the lands of Dahomey, teaching of Mawu and the Sekpoli, Minoa, teaching of the omens until the wisdom of Mawu was known by nearly all. But, Awe, all but Awe, Awe, boastful, braggart Awe, that he was the great, as great as Mawu, as powerful as the mother of all, and that he too could make life as everyone believed that only Mawu could do, soon the others began to listen to Awe, for he made miracles and strange music. Can Mawu's magic be superior to mine, he asked. <laughs> I shall stand before her, before her in heaven and prove that I am as mighty as Mawu. Awe challenged the powers of Mawu. Awe challenged the powers of Mawu. Was Awe as great? Into the sky, Awe threw two balls of thread. The others stood and gasped as the threads of cocoon silk rose further and further into the heavens until Mawu's great hands reached out and easily caught the balls of thread whose ends still touched the earth. Truly, Awe was great, they said. For who else could throw so high? And with the same astonishment, they watched as Awe climbed the silken threads up through the clouds until he reached the heaven of Mawu. And there, in the highest heaven of all, Awe challenged the powers of Mawu. Awe challenged the powers of Mawu. Was Awe as great? In the jungle of heaven, Awe chopped down a fine round tree. Back and forth with a sharp rock, Awe made the branches leave the tree and end the trunk that was left. He made eyes, he made a mouth, he made a belly, arms, and even fingers. Awe was making a person. When Awe had finished down to the toes, he looked up at Mawu and said, I have created a person. Only Mawu could make a person. Was Awe as great? Why does Awe's person not smile? Why does Awe's person not walk? 
Can it dance and chant for you? Asked Mawu. Breathe into it, Awe. If you are truly as great as Mawu, give it the breath of life. Give it Sakapoli. Awe took a deep breath that his chest grew so large, and then he breathed out so hard that the leaves of heaven quivered for miles. But his person still lay on the ground, not moving. Again, he made his chest great, and again he blew. This time, his breath made such a wind that the statue stirred. But when the wind calmed down, the person of Awe lay as lifeless as ever. Two more times he tried. Then he bent his head in shame and defeat. Awe had failed. He had to admit that only Mawu could make life. But Mawu was wise. She knew that boastful, braggart Awe would soon forget his shame, and once returned to the earth, his boasts would be bigger than ever. Those who listened might again be deceived. Thus, Mawu cooked a meal for Awe, first planting a seed in the ground. The instantly sprouting wheat was made into a bowl of cereal for Awe, and Awe ate until the bowl was empty, not knowing what he had eaten. In his porridge had been the seed of death. Awe had eaten the seed of death. His belly filled with the cereal, Awe began to descend the ladder of threads to return to the earth below. It was then that Mawu told him of the seed and why she had fed it to him. Remind them, she said, remind them that you may use your human charms and potions, that you may make your amulets and magic, but only Mawu, only Mother Mawu, can breathe the breath of life into each and will suck it out when she chooses. So it happened that Mawu, Mother of All, sent the first seeds of death down to the earth with Awe, so that people would never again doubt Mawu's omnipotent power. Thus, those who are wise treasure the Sekpoli in each and know that it is from Mawu, only Mawu, that each receives the gift of the breath of life. Thank you for listening to In the Center of Her Power podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please like or subscribe on whatever listening service you use. I am your host, Sanaa Green, and I sincerely hope you were fed with divine feminine soul food.